0: Welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Monday, the 7th of March. My name's Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How are you, mate? All right, mate. How are you? I'm good as well. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, sorry, this pod's a bit later than. I mean, the game was Friday night. It's now Monday, obviously, <laughs> but we had important beer festival duties to attend yes. to on Saturday, and uh, well, I guess that eradicated any possibility of Sunday as well, it turns out.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Still
0: recovering, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. um, Anyway, people are not here to listen to our thoughts <laughs> on the Indie Beer Feast, which was very, very good, as I said. Um, we're going to talk about a draw with Nottingham Forest on Friday night. So, I mean... Those people that we mocked for leaving after 90 minutes of the Blackburn game.
1: Yeah. Who's laughing now, eh? They, uh... The same people left. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the very same people left at the side of us and were like, They've never, they haven't learned anything. It's like, all right, fair enough, lads. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, they, they were playing the long game, ironically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> they didn't get to – they they missed out on the gut punch that the rest of us sat through. Yeah. Um Oh, where where do you want to start with this one? Do you want to give you your sort of top level uh, feelings after it, like
1: a particular couple of days removed? I suppose it's so difficult. I think to uh, when I was on my way home, like, I was thinking, throwing oh, it as throw it away, as well, throw it away at a set piece. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you've done all that work, where you not deserved it, and then pretty much as soon as I got home, I thought that is actually a really good point. I think we didn't deserve to win by any stretch of imagination; deserve to lose if I think, to, to be completely honest. And I think it's a point gained because they've not gained any ground on us. We we are just a, a, an absolute patched-up mishmash of a side at the moment. Mm. And I think we've got to get through until the international break. Um I think we've got to get... Just pick up as many points as possible. I've seen people saying Middlesbrough's a must-win. Obviously, we'll come on to that. I don't think it is. I think... A point's fine against Middlesbrough, and then you you know get get some players back and beat the teams who you've got coming up after. Obviously, it'd be amazing to him. but yeah, it's diff- it's disappointing to let a goal in the last minute. And you could argue that that's happened too often this season, and that ultimately might, why we might fail to get in the playoffs. But the overall picture of the game, you know, they could have scored in the first minute, and if we'd have got a, an equaliser, would have all been coming out thinking very differently. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think when it got to eighty-five minutes or thereabouts, I I sort of thought. Well, we're probably not going to lose now, mm. which is you know maybe some people would think that anyway, just as like a you know typical pessimistic football fan. But I really, I I thought it was just so important not to lose this game. Yeah. A before it started, but then particularly seeing how it unfolded for seventy minutes basically, I, I thought we were, I thought we were completely outplayed basically right up until we scored, which came yeah. came kind of out of nothing, and then the frustration comes from. The fact that it really looked like Forest had kind of folded after that. Yeah, like, yeah. We yeah. were so on top after we took the lead, uh, right up until they scored themselves. So both goals kind of came completely against the run of play. But yeah, for seventy minutes, I mean, I thought we played really poorly, and mm-hmm. Forrest played uh, pretty well, to be honest. And
1: yeah, and and look, I think that I think they are the best side I've seen this season, Forrest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we massively helped them look better than they maybe may may well be because. We just kept passing the ball, and it's as simple as that, really. And yeah. it sounds like so obvious, but we just kept... I mean, I think their first, what, three chances, or major chances, came from our mistakes. Egan passed it to him, Norwood passed it to him, and then Egan again. Yeah. And, and obviously the penalty, I won't say that's a mistake, I think it's a soft pen, but, you know, we we, we didn't get to grip at all with Spence in the first half, I don't think. And we had nothing in midfield. We Our best sort of attacks, if you like, at all were coming on the break. Yeah. And, um, yeah, really, this is why when I look back at it and I looked at the highlights and I thought, that's a good point. That's a point gained overall, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to return to something else you said about this, like, patched-up side, I mean, I was thinking about this afterwards and I'm I, I'm quite proud of this team at the moment, I think. You oh. know, I'm finding it quite easy to be invested in them because it's,
1: yeah.
0: it's like a Frankenstein's monster of a team that we're having to put out there at the minute. I mean, yeah. you and I went over this the other day, but I'll just... I'll just rattle it off for for everyone else. So the team that finished the game on Friday, so once all the subs have been made at the final whistle, I'd say the following players would ideally not be out there for us in the positions that they were being played in. Mm. Ben Davies at right centre-back, not a chance. Jack Robinson at left centre-back. Jack Robinson's been good for about two months now, but I think in an ideal world, Ben Davies is probably playing good. Ben Osborne at right wing-back? What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Norrie yeah. Davis at left wing back, I could say that, but I think he'd be out of the team at the moment just because of all the games he's played, I think. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be, yeah, I think if Stevens were fit. Or even Osborne. They'd ro- yeah, they'd be rotating at least, yeah.
0: Yeah, McBurney probably wouldn't be, start, uh, wouldn't be on the pitch, maybe maybe to close the game out, but, you know, you'd, you'd fancy that McGoldrick and Brewster and possibly Moose would be on ahead of him. Mm. And Jebison mm. as well, who, who, let's be honest, he'd probably still be at Burton if Brewster and got yeah. injured. Um, yeah. And then foddering him obviously is you know his third choice keeper a matter of months ago.
1: So yeah, that, that... and this is it, and, and this is the the thing. It's easy to say because oh, everyone's got injuries. A lot of people have got injuries. I think ours are made even worse by the fact that we're not even playing second. We're not. It's not mm. like we lost Bogle or we had to play a bulldog. We've got an eighteen-year-old child in, <laughs> you know, and in his first ever professional league. I think he played one for Beershot, actually. But, yeah, his first professional league game in England against one of the best sides in the division, 29,000 fans at home. For me, quite evidently not ready. I think he'll have miles better days than that. I don't think he were a disgrace or anything, but just didn't look ready to me. And But, as I came said after, what are the options?
0: Yeah, that's it. We, we, we're not just missing the starters, we are missing the backups. So, yeah, Charlie Good, obviously, would be next man up for Chris Basham at right centre-back. And you Do-
1: could put Basham at right wing-back. You know, that's Also it. true, yeah. You could argue that Sariki is the fourth-choice right wing-back and Ben Davis is the fourth-choice <laughs> right centre-back. Probably, you know? yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Bulldock would be next man up for Bogle. Yeah, I said yeah. about a Goldrick and a uh, Brewster, obviously. So, all that, we didn't play well for 70 minutes. We still mm. almost beat a good team and we still went sixth yeah. with a point. So, as frustrating as it was, obviously, like right in the moment... Um, I think pretty much by the time I'd like got halfway home, I was like, Yeah, yeah, I, I, I gotta take that to be honest. What, I mean, yeah, I think probably Femi Sariki's performance is like, it kind of uh, encapsulates the rest of the game. It's like he did all right, you know. He gave us what did he give us like seventy minutes or something yeah. like that, and that's all we can really ask of him right now.
1: I know? just think you look nervous, and that's understandable. That's not an insult at all to him. You know, he's eighteen years old. He probably. He shouldn't, he shouldn't, you know, in, in any sort of normal season with a normal amount of injuries and stuff, he, he'd be nowhere near. You know, he should be on loan probably at, at League Two side or something like that, or mm. maybe even conference like the, the lads at South End. And that's not an insult to him. He'll have better days. He's 18 years old. It's not often an 18-year-old kid can step up. and, yeah. come, You know, Kyle Walker's the one that springs off the top of my head. But, you know, even he had a, a loan spell before he came, mm. before he came into our team. I think he was at Northampton or something like that. This this guy's just come straight in and I I I think he looked really nervous and I think I don't think it's coincidence that the game we improved once he went off, not necessarily just to do with him, but I think Osborne were obviously far more confident in what he were doing than Curica.
0: Yeah, that's true. But um yeah, I just thought in terms of you know, he gave us we're obviously missing so many options there. So to actually give us seventy minutes and, you know, not be a disaster essentially. Mm. it's quite valuable and it's the same with Ben Davies. I mean, all right, he can't pass with his right foot and, you know, has no understanding with Femi Sariki, obviously, or with an out-of-position Ben Osborne. No. But, you know, we got through a tough game. And
1: and that's it. We got through it and everyone's going to look and, you know, I got the Forest view from last night and uh, yesterday, should I say, and they were like, you know, great point and stuff like that. I think as a Forest fan in the cold light of day, I'd be thinking that's two points drop for them.
0: Yeah, and they... To be honest, they they were better than us at the city ground as well. They should have should really have beaten us there, I thought. Yeah. Um, I thought we were pretty lucky when we scored in, in that game as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I, I like I said, I'm I'm finding it quite easy to get behind this team at the minute in terms of there is there's a lot of sort of players almost playing above themselves a little bit, which definitely was not the case at the start of
1: the season. Or you no. know, putting in a real shift in a yeah, like, Davis, position, I think. Typifies this. I think that he really struggled first half against Spence, which I would sort of expected to be completely honest. Mm. But he got—he he never his head never went down, and he kept it. And, and you know, I don't think he had a good game or anything like that. But you know, he, he roughed him up a little bit, and he and he stuck to his task, and he didn't let his head go down, and he and he and he got stuck in. And you know, and if you're not playing well, you, that's the minimum you've got to give. And yeah. I think he sort of typified probably the performance of the team in the sense that. He was second best with his jewels, you know, the person who would come up against, which I think you can say about everyone on the pitch pretty much. Um, but he stuck at it and he, you know, he he got us a point.
0: Yeah, and uh, that's it. We're probably going to need need some players to stick at it for the next few weeks until mm. you know, Good obviously comes back after this game. Uh, yeah, Borough, that is, on Tuesday. Basham, they're still sort of saying, hopefully won't be too long. Uh, Baldock, it sounds quite positive noises yeah. that he might play on... Um, They'll be available to play anyway on Tuesday. Yeah.
1: Baldock so, and Bashan come back are huge. Not not yeah. because of like the, them as players, almost just the fact that they're the steady eddies, aren't they? You know, and that's all we need at the moment. Yeah,
0: and then you can take some of those uh, some of those square pegs and put them back yeah. in uh, the the yeah. right place, I suppose.
1: Rather, yeah, than... yeah. I mean, if Baldock's not fit on uh, Tuesday, you imagine that Osborne will probably play, which yeah. is not ideal, but. You, you, I think Osborne deserves a start based on his performance when he came on, but you want him at the other side, ideally. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Uh, yeah, so just finally on, on Siriki, I suppose, because um, obviously he's quite notable in making his... Uh, yeah, it's yeah, his yeah. first start. He got a couple of minutes in the Premier League, I think, away at uh, Oh, of course he uh, did, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even sure he touched the board to me. I think he ran about 30 seconds, weren't he? Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, and then he's had a... I don't know, it... it to be blunt, I feel like he's been mismanaged this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was on loan at our affiliate club beer shop for yeah. the start of the season. They're, they're having a shocking season. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting close
1: to their team. I, th- actually, I think he made one appearance. Yeah, so. I remember going for a long view for him when he were over there, and, they, and I just couldn't find anything cause he weren't playing, basically. Yeah, so I, I don't know
0: what's gone on there. I, it, it doesn't reflect well on. Well, anyone really, but no. partic- particularly the decision
1: makers that moved in No, there. not at all. And I think I thought Joe Salvo were actually above him. Uh, I, mm. thought he re- I thought he'd overtake him in the pecking order from what I'd seen, but obviously he got the nod. Yeah, Starbuck was on the bench at Wolves, right? Oh, and a couple of weeks ago, yes?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Millwall, I think.
1: Millwall, they were on the bench, and that's why I thought he would in front of Sariki, basically.
0: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he comes in and gets a start. I thought, just a really tough game for him. Yeah. I don't think he did anything particularly badly. As you said, he just, just didn't look ready, and he's he's probably not ready. <laughs> no, he won't be.
1: Not many 18-year-olds are ready to play championship football, especially at the top end.
0: Yeah, I think I think we made it hard for him as well. I thought some of the... yeah some of the passes we were asking him to get on the end of us, I was like, give the kid a chance. I mean, yeah. I, I can see that he's quick, but he's, he's not that quick. So
1: yeah. The, yeah. the cross field balls and stuff. It didn't help that Egan in particular had an absolute nightmare. And he's the one at the sort of in the center of defense who, you know, keeps it all together. Yeah. If he's having a bad game, you've got an 18 year old kid at right wing back, was making his debut and then Norrit and Davis up against probably the best right back in the league best it's, right back in the world this it's best expensive. right back in the world of course yeah <laughs> uh, and then you know and then you, you and then Ben Davis obviously playing on his wrong side it doesn't really give you much chance so we did well to get a point really
0: <laughs> I think, so, honestly think so I think that is a. I mean obviously it'll all depend on where we finish at the end of the season mm-hmm. but uh, I, I don't think I'd look at this game. Say we miss out on the playoffs by a point. I don't think I'd look back at this game and go, oh, if only we'd gone against Forest. No, I don't think I'd be thinking, no, no, no. yeah, maybe maybe Uddersfield or some of those other games. Preston away understand. and yeah. Preston
1: at home are the ones I'd probably look at Bloody and say, oh, I should have held on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we doing with the ball, particularly in the first half? I've absolutely no idea. I've never seen anything. I, I mean, I would put off by their kit. They look like a packet of sweets, didn't they? So, but maybe with maybe that, maybe they were just sort of like, I don't know. What, what is that kit? I can't work out the colour code and all on that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And the, I, it was just it, it. It were hilarious. Like I thought, like the first five minutes, I thought sometimes games start like that and you you don't get a grip hmm. and then you slowly get into it. But it was the, the entire first half basically. Like, yeah. Where we. Everyone were doing it. It yeah. wasn't just so. Egan were the, the biggest culprit, but there were that pass from Norwood, which led to Man to make that good save. But I, it just didn't look. It's just like, what are you doing? There were so many passes that I couldn't work out whether they were poor passes or we were waiting for the ball. There were a couple from Jack Robinson to Norton Davis. And they were so slow, the passes. And it's a bad pass, but it's also Norton Davis not coming to collect it as well. It was just really so sloppy. Like, just that that is the sloppiest i think i might have ever seen united not the worst just the sloppiest certainly certainly for a while yeah and i, I don't i don't
0: know what the explanation is for that because obviously we've we've played some pretty big games recently so it's mm. not like stage fright or anything like that um i don't and i don't know as you can put that down to fatigue i mean maybe of, of playing so many games i mean maybe maybe mental fatigue but for, yeah, for the yeah. entire team to go from doing something that has been a strength in the last couple of months. Yeah, so, here yeah. you go. Have the ball in our half <laughs> four times in the first four minutes. Keep having shots from everywhere that we just gift you the ball. Basically, I don't understand at it all. It was yeah, really bizarre and hopefully just a a one off, I suppose, or something that we can address. I think uh, I think
1: we've looked. I think the last well, since the Swans game, we have definitely regressed in performances. I, I personally don't think that's a coincidence that that's come at the same time that Ballack and Basham have been out and good. Mm. I think that, you know, we didn't play that. We didn't deserve to beat Blackburn, for instance. We got the. This is why I can't be too furious about the last-minute goal, because we got an undeserved win against Blackburn in the last-minute, similar sort of thing of a set-piece. Mm-hmm. And these games are always going to be sort of decided by us, things like that because of our it is But I just want to get through to this. Inter- I, I've, I could be wrong. I just think if we can get through to the international break and we're still, you know... Maybe even two, three points outside the playoffs. We have a two-week rest. Get people. Be like, I think we could have a real shot at the end.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think for all the uh, all the players out of position and missing from the team, it sort of did underline to me again how important Gibbs White and, and Sharp are, mm. and that if those two are on the pitch, yeah, we're gonna have a chance because the rest of the team, you know, as long as the defense holds its like side of the bargain, which it has done generally for uh, months now. Just keep those two on the pitch. Sharp's the master finisher. Gibbs White's the master yep. creator. The most creative player in the championship statistically.
1: Yeah. He'll give us a chance.
0: And yeah, those two obviously combine to... Uh, the obviously to the it worry won.
1: is that Gibbs White and Berger obviously fantastic for us at the moment. And they're coming back from long injuries and they're going to play a lot of games. And you, you, you worry that they might get tired out. Sharp with his age... Alone, you know, you think. I mean, I think you thought he looked a little bit leggy. Mm,
0: I think he. I don't know if he got. He just ran out of steam or got yeah. a knock or something. He definitely uh, was sort of like feeling his leg a bit. Just yeah, he off. but
1: he scored, and that's fine. And and this is again where the injuries and stuff come in. This is where the other injuries, the other end of the pitch comes in because we bring on a tracker who can't score for love of the money in Burney. Yeah, and, and 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 again, an eighteen-year-old kid who probably shouldn't be at this level at the moment. And that's again shows the, the the how the injuries have really impacted it. Yeah, I think like for instance, McGoldrick out, Brewster out one of those two fit, I think, really changes the dynamic of what we can do in games.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just feel um that as long as those two are available, we're gonna have a chance. Like we yeah. will. Oh yeah,
1: we will. We will. Yeah. You saw yeah. it in Millwall, we're terrible against Millwall. Gives Berg came on, didn't play particularly fantastically, but we, all of a sudden we looked quite dangerous.
0: Yeah. So uh, even with all these injuries, I'm still quite optimistic that we can keep games close and then have a moment of class and a, a moment yeah. of great finishing. That yeah, almost got us a win in a game we didn't deserve. I mean, I think we we almost conceded after 40 seconds. I think it was where uh, we gave yeah. the ball away and um, of it is. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson had that deflected shot. Foddering of saves, and then from the corner. Keenan Davis heads it over. Should have scored, actually, there. Much Dave, better so. chance than I thought, um, yeah. sat on the cob.
1: You're um, fantastic, by the way, Davis. I, don't I was going to say, do
0: you want to talk about him a
1: little bit? His goal screen record's awful, isn't it? I think he's got five goals in whatever it is, 60 games or something like that. Hmm. But I, everyone's saying it. I'm, I'm nicking other people's opinions, but I did think at the time as well. He's everything you want McBurney to be. Hmm. Well, it's every, everything up.
0: we like have tried to make McBurney.
1: Yeah, big, strong, couldn't get the ball off him. Yeah, he's probably not a great finisher and he's probably not going to get you 20 goals or anything like that. But he does what he's there to do and bring other people in play and create him and make it stick at the top. Uh, and yeah, you can't help but make the comparisons to Bernie I don't think. Yeah,
0: five, five career league goals in 81 yeah. appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he looked unplayable, didn't he? Just like... Yeah. With, we physically couldn't get near him. I mean, there's that one in the second half, which I think only ended up with, uh, only ended up in a corner. One of Forrest's million corners in this game. I yeah. feel like we've consumed a lot of corners recently, actually. But
1: I swear they had forty thousand corners
0: at least. <laughs> we were only twelve, weren't it? Though? Yeah, it was twelve. Yeah, but yes, this moment in the second half where he's, you know, he's facing away from goal. He's got three United players around him and just leaves them for dead. Basically, he was, uh, yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. I mean, his finishing. Left a bit for desired, obviously. You know, he had a another one at the far post that he kind of screwed wide, and uh, mm. one where he, he ran in on goal and took it quite early and put that wide as well. But
1: yeah, I can see with Forest actually why I can see why they're up there, and I can also see why they're not going to get automatic, for instance, because I, they didn't really create that much from their own play. They were on top mm. and they dominated with the ball, and they made us look like idiots at times. But it says a clear chances. They mainly came from us passing it straight to them. I don't remember them making that many moves where they tore us apart. The best yeah. chances actually came from corners.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're spot on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's Nagel as the uh, Zinchenagal, excuse me. I oh, like uh, that
1: one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's him that has the one on one that Fodringham saves yeah. uh, that came from the Norwood pass. I believe that you mentioned. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that was so just, just really awful. But yeah, he, he runs in and. Fodringham makes yet another save. I mean, so just so indebted to him in this game to be honest. You were
1: fantastic at corners as well for the majority of the game, coming mm. out claiming it. And I've always liked that about him, even when I was sort of unsure that he he does come out for corners and balls and stuff like that. He's not scared to do that, whereas all are a bit of a, a liner, weren't
0: I? Yeah, well, and Verup's just looked completely shot. And even Ramsdale yeah. was, you know, a bit a bit a bit harem scarum to begin anyway, I suppose. Um, yeah we we actually one of our best chances actually came from Forest Corners or our yeah. only chance really where um, yeah good play by Gibbs White sort of flicking it up in the air and he plays in Berger. I think a better ball from Gibbs White, he probably gets a chance to actually get closer to Goldberger. Yeah, he should have
1: played it a lot earlier for a start. Mm. But yeah, and I'm I'm looking at it thinking, why don't you pass it? Then you look at the replay, Sariki is a bit too far wide. He probably did the right thing. I mean, it's a decent effort as well.
0: Yeah, it's a really good hit from Berger. Keeper obviously saves it pretty comfortably in the end. But um, yeah, and then we get to the the penalty, which I thought was really soft. And I've watched it again, and I still think it's really soft. It is. Apparently, a lot of people just think it is a foul. So, yeah, where, where did you come
1: down on that one? It's soft. I think. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Does VAR overturn it? Definitely I'm, not. Sh- no. Yeah. Because no it's sense. it's not that clear a mistake. But yeah, it's, it's just soft. It's a soft pen. That's it.
0: Yeah. Uh, definitely the the lowest point of the game for Norton Davis where so Spence just. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a particular bit of skill, really. Just runs straight past him, just
1: completely. Yeah, out outpaces like physicality wise. Just did him. Just the thing on though with Norton Davies, a lot of people have gone in on him, and I've obviously stuck up with him like in the early side. He's a young lad as well, mm. which I think a lot of us always forget that this is a guy who's what twenty two. Yeah, I think so. And I think we're gonna have to get to the point where people are going to have to realise that they're the sort of players we're going to be relying on if we don't go up this season and yeah. hoping that they get better and better in the way that Stevens did to be fair throughout his career
0: yeah I mean where, <laughs> where was Stevens at 22 was it Portsmouth was he even or was he I like think, still picking around the Wilder yeah he might have been I'll uh, try and yeah I think you might so
1: you know I think you've got a I, I, I'm up and down on Martin Davis I don't think at this particular moment is any better than average but he can, he can get better and you know, yeah. Hopefully, things like that he learns
0: from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Steve, Stevens was on loan at either notts County or Doncaster Rovers. So yeah. Yeah. Not not playing in the Championship, I don't think at that point. Um, yeah. So it, Spence obviously wins his penalty. It's like a tangle of arms, and it?
1: it's
0: mm. so it definitely doesn't look like enough to knock Spence over. But yeah, I don't. The referee took his
1: time as well, didn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah, I know. Another. Uh, not, not great refereeing performance I don't think a lot of fouls in this game 21 29 fouls between yeah the, two the Forest
1: fans say we are very dirty which a lot of fans are saying and I think it's probably true I think we're, mm. we're definitely more physical than we have been at any point all season that's definitely something that Heckin Bottoms told them to do and you know it's working let's be honest because I think under Slav this is a game we quite easily lose yeah we'll probably get swept aside
0: yeah I, li- yeah. I like it and um, yeah yeah, I, just for we talk about the actual penalty, actually, I'll, I'll just use this to mention, Like, I thought this was a really exciting game. <laughs> I like, mm. really, really enjoyed it. Even, um, yeah, I, I moved to sit next to you and Egge at half-time and I was like, mm. I really enjoyed that first half. Like As, as badly
1: yeah. as we played. It was like a playoff semi-final. Mm. It felt it like a big just, occasion. Yeah, it felt like a big occasion. We were playing terribly. It was almost comical how bad we were playing, <laughs> but the penalty missed, and we had a decent-ish chance with Berger and... I felt that we could get behind them still. That was a bizarre thing because I thought their defence was pretty poor, actually.
0: Yeah, and uh, it it just made me think I like, have really missed uh, nights and occasions like that in the last yeah. two years. Um, we'll get ready
1: for Tuesday, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, bring bring it, it on. We said it last time, didn't we? You know, we yeah. we wanted to be involved in exciting, meaningful games, and uh, and this is it. And yeah, I guess I also realised before the game that Forrester. Uh, I think the closest thing to a rival in, in the championship at the moment, which would you mm. would you argue with that? Uh, yeah, I,
1: mean, I, don't, I don't think anyone really cares about Barnsley, do they?
0: Not really. I mean, I know obviously there are geographical rivals. Yeah. I feel like Forest and Derby are two teams we have a bit more.
1: And Forest is definitely with. more history there, I imagine, due to obviously I don't remember it, you don't remember it, but people love bringing up the minor strike. <laughs> uh, still, and that, that that for some reason, you know, as soon as I got got out of the taxi, all the first thing I heard was scabs. <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, and then um and, and then obviously we've had some amazing matches against him, particularly the Mm. 4-3 in the uh, playoff semi. I feel like we've always, so
0: since I started watching football in like uh, mid-90s, they've they've pretty much been in, not in our division, but they haven't been in the Premier League since the late 90s. They've
1: really followed Wednesday's trajectory actually, Mm. looking at this. I think it's 23 years they've been outside the Premier League. Wednesday's 22, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, And they've obviously been in League One as well for, Mm -hmm. for a number of years and then they've come back and they've never quite, I think Billy Davis got them in the playoffs, but they've always been I've always still seen it as a strong championship team, though, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Well, it always just feels like we've had... It feels like we've had a lot of relevant games against Forest. It's been pretty rare that... Yeah, it's just been like a, a meaningless game. And obviously, uh bigger way following at, at both games. I think the city ground is a great ground to go to. And it, it just always feels like a... Well, just like a big game. And yeah, that's exactly what this was. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, in, in totality, uh, as much a, as annoying as the sort of... Last minute goal was. I actually really enjoyed it as a, yeah. as a spectacle, even if it wasn't like the highest quality game or anything like that. I mean, you know, I watched the highlights back and um, uh, when Sharp scores, uh, I, I don't know who's doing the commentary, if it's Giddings or whatever, but yeah. like, that's what this game needed. Oh, yeah, I suppose maybe it wasn't actually that exciting a game, but it no, just felt but, like yeah, in it the might be what we needed. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think Florence would have seen it like that, to be honest. Yeah, but. You know, there's the thick end of twenty nine thousand fans there on Friday night. Um, a really, probably the best atmosphere of the season, I'd say, as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly, once we took the lead, I thought. Yeah, run um, for
1: off. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't like I say, that he, he's disappointed because you let that last minute goal in, but taking as a neutral sort of thing, that sort of the the crowned the, the entire game, if you know what I mean. A late equaliser and Miss Penn, Billy really mm. Sharp scoring. You know, had everything that a championship game you want to see. So yeah. Well, talk me through this penalty. What, how did you how did you see this? Well, I thought we were going to go in because obviously they thought we'd we, we, save we one the week before, Fodger going, you think it's unlikely, yeah. you know they're going to miss two pens against us, and then it were almost as if when he like did it, I was thinking is. Is this it? Like, is he warming up? <laughs> you know what I mean? it was it's sort of practice right Yeah, it, it was like that. That can't be right. And then he nearly dropped it in his own net, For a, for a split second, I thought, "Oh my, he's lobbed it in his own net." And then I was just sort of laughing, bemused. Terrible penalty. I mean, obviously those things do look good if they work, but he got nothing on it today.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I assume it it was a deliberate attempt to just sort of clip it down the middle and yeah. Yeah, hope that Fodringham dives out of the way. But yeah, it looks very silly when it doesn't work. And Fodringham did just stand there and he he, he almost was caught by surprise, I think. And, That's yeah.
1: it. with I mean, that bad of a penalty, I think Fodringham were going one way. But it was so slow, he had time to come back and yeah. sort of catch it. It reminded me of... Uh, I used to play a game, Man United double <laughs> on the Amiga. <laughs> and um we put our like friends in and one of our friends like knowing i put him with the lowest shot power <laughs> Uh, of all time, like you could have on the game, he took a pen didn't even reach the net. <laughs> That's how bad his shots went he reminded me of that. He yeah. was like that slow. He was like just like I'll just stand up and yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, but yeah, Fodringham reads it brilliantly. I mean, he might have had opportunity to stand up even if he had time. <laughs> no, he definitely wouldn't have yeah. time to do that. Reads it brilliantly, keeps us in the game for uh, yeah the second straight home game. He saves. He had a, a really penalty.
1: good game. I know we've mentioned yeah, it. But aside from that, he pulled a couple of good saves off. Really good at catching. We were worried. He was another one who went down in Oh yeah, in the second half. And we obviously used all the subs, and we were saying it's obviously going to be Mc, Mc, uh, McBurney in goal.
0: <laughs> it, it'd have to be McBurney in goal. I wouldn't want anyone else to go in goal, like just because <laughs> it would just be hilarious if nothing else.
1: Yeah, I just it, thought, yeah, because as soon as he went down, I thought oh, I've used the subs. I'm looking around at everyone on the pitch like, it is going to be McBurnie in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm glad they didn't come to that, fortunately. Um, yeah, so Brennan Johnson. I didn't know this. He is the son of David mm. Johnson. Uh, he obviously played yeah. for Forrest. Uh, and, and played for us, right? Like, Yeah, played for us,
1: yeah. One of Warnock's one million
0: strikers that he signed. Uh... Of course, yeah. Um, right, I've got a... I don't know if you saw this on S2. I've got a hat tip Silent Blade on this one. Uh, both... David and Brennan have now missed a penalty at Bramall Lane because David missed one for Ipswich in the FA Cup fourth-round replay in 1998. I, yeah, I did That's see fantastic. this. Outside.
1: "Yeah, fantastic from Silent like that." Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I did see that, and also Billy Sharp played against both David Johnson and Brennan Johnson.
0: Yeah, father and son. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I saw Sharp tweet something about that, like it's just making him feel like even older or something. Yeah. <laughs> um a few other people, uh so SUFC Hans said that I think Lee Morris and Colin Morris both missed one for us.
1: Alright, interesting, yeah. Uh
0: and Revolution. This is also off, off S2. He had some Oh um Darren Curry. And uh, Tony Curry have both missed. Oh
1: yeah, up. I remember Darren Curry's actually. Yeah, Ipswich. Uh, That's right. Andy Kelly saved it, didn't
0: he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've both missed penalties at Bramall Lane as well. But yeah, maybe, uh, maybe the the Johnson father and son combo were the first to opposition mm. father and son to uh, miss one at Bramall Lane. But I thought that was excellent. I had I, for some reason I had absolutely no idea that he was David Johnson's son. Um, I did. It,
1: and so I did this week when I got like I think it was from the View from, uh, mm. and they were saying like David he Said this about Brennan, like it was David, like, <laughs> <he'm> like <laughs> just random. Then I like typed it in, I went, Ah, David Johnson, cool, sure. I thought we did quite a good job on him, actually. Like, yeah, was... I don't think he was his best game. I've seen him play a lot better than that. Um, mm. I think, yeah, I think that, to be honest, this is what I mean with Forrest is that they were good, and I'm not going to take anything away from them, they were better than I deserved to win. I don't think they tore us apart. I think Spence had a really good first half, I think he were a lot quieter second half, mm. outside of Davis, there were no one there that I thought. Oh man, this guy's just running rings around us or you know, we can't keep we need to keep all In the same way that people probably think the same about us with Gibbs White. I didn't mm. think they had anyone like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Uh into the second half they uh, hit the bar with a header, which I thought was a save by Fodringham at the time. Um, I think that was, was that Steve Cook that had that header?
1: Yeah, Steve Cook. Uh, yeah. That's, from... by the way, just uh, before I forget, Colback obviously playing at left-back for them. I mm. was really frustrated that Bogle were injured because I think he'd have taken mm. him to the cleaners, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I know. So, yeah, uh, playing out of position, obviously. Playing so... out of
1: position. He didn't get forward at all, which which is, bottom said after the game, that the reason he picked Sariki is because he didn't think Colback would offer much in an attacking mm. sense, which he didn't. I imagine Bogle against him. I just think it would tore him apart.
0: Yeah, probably would. Sadly, not an option. Um, yeah, they they hit the the bar from a header. Um, I thought we just continued our sort of dumb play, really. Fleck, mm. uh, I thought Fleck was just dreadful in the second half. I mean, some of his just... I mean, there's a couple of times he just got the ball and then was like... Oh no! What do I do? How about I just dribble straight into this man next would, to me
1: and lose it? He did it twice in the space of about two minutes, where mm. he got the ball. There were two Forest players closing him down, and he ran straight into. He's not a. He's not a big man. It's <laughs> not like he's going. He's not Davis. He's not going to barge past them. Yeah. I just like, and then he did it again straight after. Like, what are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> oh, there's one on the on the counter attackers. Well. might be one 0 up at this point, where he's. I mean, he has the choice to, like, basically square it to a teammate or, you know, keep mm-hmm. running and have a shot on the edge of the box, and he gets cleanly tackled, and I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, how can you... You can't get tackled in that situation. No. The, the worst-case scenario has to be a free kick.
1: Yeah, pass it, shoot, get a free kick. That's it. Yeah, Anything. Even if it were a low shot at the keeper, just really poor. And then yeah. there were obviously the Jebberson one, which we'll come on to, which are pretty similar.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, let's let's talk about the goal then. So uh just absolute class from Gibbs White. Yeah. Get, gets it on the right, rolls his studs over it to send the defender out of the way, and they're just an incredible cross, really. And and this is one of those um that I've talked about with Sharp where I, I pretty much start celebrating before he's even made contact with the yeah. ball.
1: Brilliant. Absolutely, perfect, absolutely fantastic. Inch
0: yeah. perfect, yeah. yep. Keeper, wrong foot, it. it glances in off the far post. Great moment that that lad Billy Sharp scores again, and uh nice seeing him go over to the the John Street stand as well and uh mm. celebrate with the fan down there. That yeah. was a, a really nice moment.
1: Excellent, yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I actually felt Sharp, as I said, I thought he were pretty leggy, as you said. I thought it was the right thing bringing Jebison on, and weirdly, we actually looked a lot better when Sharp weren't wasn't on the field, if you know what mm. I mean, in an attacking sense, but it's Billy Sharp is it you know what I mean no one else in our team scores that goal so
0: yeah there's that and I feel like every time he touched it in the first half Sharp which wasn't very often at all but every time he did he won as a free kick which yeah, uh, yeah not to pile into he's fantastic, again, but he doesn't but he's do that he's
1: fantastic at winning free kicks I know, the Forest fans will call him a diver and stuff but I don't understand why it winds people up because they, they look like soft free kicks but he, he just gets his, gets his big backside in the way <laughs> and they can't get they can't get round it and yeah he's fantastic at holding, holding the ball up and stuff and what more can you say about him? Was it 12 goals now? Probably more, actually. Uh,
0: th- I think 13 in the league, yeah. 14 13 in all goals Cups. in the
1: league. That's incredible. 36 years old. Not played every game. Brilliant. It's also the
0: fifth time that... Sh- I think this is right. I'll just double-check this as we're, we're talking. Uh, I believe it's the fifth time that Gibbs White has assisted a yeah. sharp goal and sharp has assisted three... Goals for
1: Gibbs White. So there are main two threats. It's no, there's yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I mean Gibbs White and Sharp and NGI, when he's when he's playing well and he's not obviously in the last few games. But that's it. And Berger. Outside of that, this is why you know with Bogle being out and everything, we are relying a lot on Gibbs White, Sharp, and and Berger really. Yeah, they're
0: they're the uh, the the last bastion. I think if those. Yeah, you know, wood, Really hope this doesn't happen, but yeah, if we lose uh, one of those two for uh, an extended yeah. period of time, I think that will be terminal. I just don't. Yeah. See how we, I don't see how we get through that. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, let-
1: we're, we, it's it's really frustrating that NJI's performances have dropped off because he sort of took on the mantle, didn't he? Of when Gibbs White uh, yeah, were that's out. That's true. I'd like to see Gibbs White and Ngai. Obviously, you've, you've got to play Berger the way he's playing and stuff at the moment, but I hopefully he can play himself back in some sort of form.
0: Yeah, hopefully, indeed. Um, so that that puts us one 0 up. Like it, it felt completely out of nowhere to me. Yeah. Um, did, did you have any sense that we were like building momentum or anything? No, like that no at
1: nothing. Point? Nothing. Oh, I think I, I turned around to you. I think I said, "How are we winning this?" <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, we were the better side. Yeah, I mean, Forest from just then couldn't... till the end of the game, basically.
0: Yeah, they they couldn't get out of their half for the next sort of fifteen minutes. Mm. Um, we had a. Who was it? Had the, oh, Sharp had another header actually from a corner, didn't he? Which Yeah, the keeper save. Yeah. yeah, clawed off the line at the back post. Classic Sharp, that one. A proper two-handed shove on the central defender yeah. just to buy himself the room. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, good good save in the end. Um, we and had on, another... on the follow-up as well. Um, ben Davis.
1: Ben it? Davis, yeah, of course. Ben Davis, yeah. I don't think he does anything wrong. He just hits it. That's what you've got to do in that.
0: Yeah, just hits the keepers like... Uh, yeah, the keepers just got his arm out and it hits him on the
1: arm on the line. Uh, I should mention, rather, at this point we took Norwood off um, mm. and Tarike for Osborne and uh, Jebison, right? And Jebbison. Um And I thought that made a real difference to us, to be honest. I think Berger went a bit deeper, mm. um, and Osborne obviously were well, arguably the best player on the pitch when he came on. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about Osborne uh, yeah. That was just bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing playing at right wing back? And he was tremendous, like yeah. front and back, you know, going forward and defending. He made some brilliant tackles, like, in our box and some really calm bits of defending in that mm. right back position as well to kind of work it out of a difficult spot. Yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, <laughs> I'd be glad to have him back in the fold. I've been, I've been conscious of uh, his uh stature if you like or reputation improving with every yeah, passing game yeah. that is not available that, that classic I've football always i mm-hmm. always liked him i always
1: like when we did our draft list i think i had him in fifth place or something like that to keep mm. i think he's fantastic at just filling in i don't know if you want to start him every week but he never lets you down
0: yeah so uh it could be important having him come back and yeah he, he was really really good in mm. uh strange circumstances i'd say for him because uh I didn't envisage a situation where we'd be needing him at right wing back. To be honest, I mean, no, left no. wing back's almost a bit of a stretch for him, I suppose. So, yeah, he uh, he did great. Um, Jebison comes on as well as you say, uh, and yeah, he he did pretty well. I think he had that quite a difficult chance where he uh, was played in on the left side of the box, and
1: he should probably pass that to McBurney, but at the same time, it's difficult because McBurney's free in the in the box, but it's a good angle to shoot as well. Yeah, he didn't have much
0: time. think you know, defender's yeah. right next to him, I think. So, it, it gets it on target. Keeper makes a pretty good save. The more e- egregiously poor bit of decision-making and execution mm-hmm. on the counter-attack. Oh, two-on-one. Uh, so one, one defender, Jebison, and Gibbs-White. And Yeah, I mean, he, he tries to play a pass to Gibbs-White and um, it just goes completely wrong. It sails nah. out for a goal kick.
1: Yeah, and that... that... Well, probably the moment that we lost, it didn't get the three points actually because I think just a decent pass in there and, and he's two and zero. But mm. I did like what I do like about Jefferson is purely he's a bit he's a bit pacey, and I think it did change the game a little bit when he came on just because they had something else to worry about rather than just sharp up from you know. Mm. But, and I, he's eighteen, you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in on him. He'll get better.
0: Yeah, I definitely don't think he had a bad game or anything like yeah. that. I thought he, yeah. he gave us what we needed at that point, to be honest. And yeah, he, he was certainly not the only player on the pitch that had a moment of poor decision making and execution during this game with the ball. No. Um, yeah, I just thought for those tw- basically those twenty five minutes almost, we we just penned them in. You know, were winning like every second ball and looking really dangerous from from open play and set pieces. And uh, unfortunately, they managed to win a corner in the ninety-fifth minute. Nobody picks up Yates particularly. Gets a free run and heads uh, it into the corner of the net for mm. a a deserved, undeserved equaliser. for yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's bizarre because, like you say, at, at the we, we were the better side for that fifteen minutes, and they did look gone. I thought they'd look. I didn't I really didn't feel in any danger at all. They had that one sort of shot that just went wide with uh, Fodringham sort of elbowed his. Yeah, elbowed the post or whatever he did and went down which we talked about mm. and I think that were it. I think
0: that were it. Yeah, I mean that was a free kick in a crossing yeah, position wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just got fizzed across goal. Um, yeah, you're right. They they barely went in our half I think for those last 20 minutes but yeah, just got just got one corner and unfortunately uh, yeah, and that's two obviously conceded set-piece goals in the last two games which is you know i have said before we're actually one of the better teams at defending set pieces this season oh. and and we still are even with those two concessions, but kinda of underlines again the people that we are missing at the moment and the people that we have out there i mean such a I know McBurney was on at this point um and obviously was on at millwall as well, but other than that, no basham uh you know McGoldrick was always pretty handy at that kind of thing bulldogs you know is a good athlete defensively. Yeah, it's not too surprising, I guess, that we're suddenly a bit weaker from set-pieces. Yeah, and like two. I
1: say, it does feel like we've let loads in on set-pieces and, and the stats say that we haven't, you know, I think... Mid-table, I think. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll I, think, earlier. I, I think every club, I've said this before, thinks they should score from every set-piece and never concede <laughs> from any set-piece. And, yeah, last two, we we've you know, we've dropped points because of set-pieces, but we also beat Blackburn with a set-piece, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we, we've conceded eight set-piece goals... Um, which, yeah, it's bottom half, I think, just, just a quick glance at this. As in, mm. um, you know, there are like 11, 13 teams that have conceded more from set-pieces. Wow, yeah. Reading, 20 set-piece goals conceded. That is impressive.
1: Blame at Bernie in that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, uh, sucker punch kind of feeling, but uh, I was pretty pretty pleased and proud overall, I think, of the effort that those players put in. I just... Yeah, I, I was really hoping it would be rewarded, because obviously the atmosphere was brilliant at that point as well, and mm. yeah, that just kind of gets uh, gets the, the air sucked out of the building a little bit, but overall I'm not too upset with a draw whatsoever, and yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the game, enjoyed the occasion, and yeah, as you say, there's uh, another one coming up. in Yeah, and it sets uh, it up nicely,
1: time. I think, for Tuesday, and like I say, I've seen a lot of people say, I just disagree, I, d- I just don't agree that it's a must win against Middlesbrough. I don't even no. think it's a must not lose. I think the the maximum we can be behind in the playoffs because obviously Blackburn aren't playing, QPR aren't playing. It's three points, I think. Mm. So we lose. It's not like we'll last that. You know what I mean? But it is a massive game. There's no game. If you win that game, we'll probably be fourth.
0: I think. Uh, yeah, we will be in Leicester's. Yeah, I haven't looked at other teams' fixtures, but I think um...
1: Blackburn's got Millwall away. Actually, I think it, I think that's right. And so obviously, if they drop points and you won't put it past Millwall. Um, then, yeah, I think that we we can go into fourth. We'll certainly be in fifth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about uh, Middlesbrough and the man we have not mentioned yet on this podcast (laughs) somehow, but we're going to have to mention him after this break. So we will be right back. Hello, BladesPod listener. A quick break to tell you about a sponsor of this podcast, NordVPN. Now, I use NordVPN myself. It is a fast and secure service that significantly boosts my online privacy and security. It does this by encrypting my traffic on both web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, unsecure apps, unsecure public Wi-Fi networks. NordVPN takes care of all of that for me and a lot more as well. Uh, One of those things that uh, qualifies as a lot more, I suppose, is uh, the ability to change my virtual location with NordVPN with just a single click. And that gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms, uh, that are not available in the UK, which is a very, very handy feature, as anyone who has watched uh, football on a on a laptop screen, I suppose, may maybe fully aware of that. So that is NordVPN. They are a sponsor of this podcast, as I said, and they have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. All you need to do is head to nordvpn.com slash BladesPod, or use the code BladesPod when you sign up. You'll get 70% or 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus an additional month for free. It is also completely risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's nordvpn.com slash blazepod, or use the code blazepod when you sign up and you get a 70% off. Thank you very much for listening. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And yeah, it's uh, Middlesbrough tomorrow night at Bramall Lane, the second of these um, big back-to-back games Who's their
1: manager? Ah, Middlesbrough.
0: <laughs> five five minutes on the return of Chris Wilder. Go.
1: Oh, I think it's pretty simple, mate. I think you just clap him and then that's it. And don't sing his name or anything like that. Just give him a clap. I think he deserves that. Absolutely. Then just get on with it.
0: How I mean, how are you feeling about having Chris Wilder managing an opposition team?
1: It's not uh, going to be good. I'm not going to enjoy it. It's going to be not sure if I've ever felt like this with the manager. I'm trying to think, because when Warnock went, it was time for Warnock to leave, if you know what I mean. I think we were all sort of fed up with him by the time mm. he got relegated. <laughs> but I even remember him coming back to Palace and thinking, because we were doing so poorly, and thinking, oh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have got rid of Warnock. But I don't think any manager in my lifetime we've had that connection with that we did with Wilder. So, yeah, it's going to be really difficult. Um, and I hope that... You know, after 90 minutes, I I, I hate him because we are beaten 4-0 and I think he's rubbish. But, you know, it's, it's going to be really difficult. What about you? Yeah,
0: it's, it is going to be unique. It is a unique situation. I was just thinking there as you were talking, like, um I mean, this is going back to sort of just as I started getting to football. But obviously, Dave Bassett is the name that gets kind of lobbed out there as, you know, similarly highly yeah.
1: thought of. But... Um, but Bassett I, again. When when Bassett left, we were second bottom or whatever in the championship, and I think it were a bit before my time. But if I remember rightly, we were a bit half and half. Half half the fans wanted him out, half the fans wanted him to stay. Whereas, yeah, I'd say ninety five percent of the fans wanted Wild to stay.
0: Yeah, certainly certainly at the time. Maybe that number's tilted a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, people trying to convince themselves otherwise. But yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say with Bassett. You know. He, I guess he was the most popular manager uh, until Wilder, or, you know, certainly of the last 30 years. Um, But, yeah, I started watching United at a time where his name was becoming mud, basically. You know, it was like, get rid of this guy, Bassett. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really strange circumstances. I think, so we talked about this a little bit the other night, didn't we, and I I don't know, I don't see this as like a a derby, uh, as in, you know, a local derby not Derby County, um, a Derby situation where it's like, oh, this is a big rivalry thing. I think it is just going to be a bit weird and almost, I think I'm just going to try and shut it out. I think that's going to yeah. be my best way of approaching this game. Like I don't, if Middlesbrough beat us, I can't say I'm going to be like, oh, you know, they, they wanted it to do it for Wilder and I'm gutted about Chris Wilder putting one over on us or anything like that. I, I, it, it could be managing any team right now, to be honest, and I'd still feel the same, I think. Yeah, so. and
1: look, I've been, I'm have going to post a view from tonight because um, I just didn't get enough quotes yesterday. They're very... Not money. Is speaking about the return of Wilder, if you know what I mean. To them, it's yeah. just a massive game in terms of playoffs. You know, they're not... It's all who's got the, the issue, if you, if you like. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Middlesbrough will see it any obsessed, bigger game. Obsessed, mate. We're obsessed. We're obsessed, uh, I don't think Middlesbrough will see it as any bigger a game than if they were playing Forest away or Blackburn away or, you know. Yeah.
0: That's fair, um, but yeah, I, I hope, I really hope we get the opportunity to um, clap him, like give him some applause, I, I mm. really, I don't know, I, I sort of can't, well maybe this will happen, I can't see this happening, but I, it would be nice if like, you know, Gary Sinclair did a sort of welcome back Chris yeah. Wilder. Because
1: is quo immediately after. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah>.
0: Uh... <laughs> Cause he deserves that. I mean, whatever you think about how he how he you know, how his time at the club finished and his his final season here and stuff like that. This guy's given us the greatest memories I've ever had as a United fan, and we never got chance to properly thank him and Alan Nil for it because this bloody pandemic got in the way and then everything turned to crap basically. So yeah, I hope there's a you know, I hope there's like an actual designated moment to uh yeah. yeah, show appreciation.
1: But, uh, Nigel Clough got one. I don't know if you remember that. When I don't we actually. lost to Burton at home, and I didn't think that was going to happen, and he got a really good reception. Clough to mm-hmm. be fair, uh, and then they beat us one 0 with a masterclass display from Mark Duffy. Yeah, I think it'd be in our interest
0: to have that moment of uh, recognition as well, because then we can kind of just we can just park it for ninety minutes as a fan base and just get on with the game. You know, then it's not like it almost like gets the sideshow out of the way. And then we could just get on with the football. Yeah. I think so. That's what I like. I'm I'm glad he's doing well, Wilder. I really. Uh, and just to return to something you said before the break, actually about this being well not being a must-win game. I think Middlesbrough are going to make the playoffs. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not looking at Middlesbrough a team. We need to finish above. I'm more interested in QPR and um, to a lesser extent Huddersfield and Blackburn. Although the longer Brereton Diaz is out. That becomes a mm. bit more interesting, and as you yeah. say, we could potentially go above Blackburn again um, this uh, tomorrow night as well. Yeah. So I, yeah.
1: I obviously, I mean, what I'll say about Millsborough: their away record not great. Mm. I'm uh, glad you brought uh, that up. Yeah, lost to Barnsley away recently. The one before that, like, the away game, lost to Bristol City. Mm-hmm. Drew QPR, who we know was faltering a little bit. Lost to Blackburn away, and then they, they did it all right. Like before that, they beat Blackpool away and um, got a draw at Stoke and stuff, but. Not fantastic. Not fantastic.
0: Well, I'll go one further, mate. They've been really poor away from home all season. They have Mm -hmm. the uh, eight... If if the league table was just done on away games, they'd be 18th. They have 17 points from 16 away games. Only four wins in those 16 games. uh, And only 16 goals scored as well. Mm. Uh, Only Derby have a bigger discrepancy between their home points and away points, if you do it on points per game. Mm. Um, So, yeah, they, they... I mean, they've been absolutely amazing at home. I think only Fulham have taken more points at home in yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. league. But but really poor away. Uh, and that's obviously continued. It started under Warner, and it's continued under Wilder. That's something that um, he hasn't been able to directly address, I guess. Did so, you uh, see Warner's comments by any chance in
1: the paper about this game? Uh, I,
0: I didn't actually read them, so enlighten me.
1: He basically said, Wilder's doing a great job with my team. <laughs> <laughs> classic Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: just as a tangent actually I was just listening to the um the one of our own podcasts with Michael Tong this oh, morning. I
1: that yet, actually. yeah actually
0: yeah. yeah for anyone who's who's uh, not heard that yet, it's it is it's a good listen I enjoyed it um yeah some some things I didn't know about that mm. sort of early 2000s Warnock team and uh, and yeah. Michael Tong's Michael Tong's career progression um yeah, yeah just uh, well worth looking out for. Um Borough yeah, are um, like statistically very similar to us. I mean, we're obviously next to them in the table as it stands, but we're also practically next to them in the table in like every other stat you wanted to look at. So mm. XG4 against, XG from open play, XG from set play. You know, the amount of shots that we're having, the, our pressing stats are very, very similar. This is two... I think this is probably the two best teams outside of Fulham and Bournemouth, um, which may sound a little odd when Bournemouth mm. aren't actually in the top two right now. But um, i think there's a very strong case to say that yeah certainly if we were at our, something close to our strongest team uh yeah we we would be a very good match up for these yeah. And, um, yeah 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 i'm i'm looking forward to it you know I, the the wilder thing is obviously you've obviously said to me you're going to have to make sure you're uh uh well fueled in terms of beer before the game mm-hmm. just I take the two pints off. before that one yeah, yeah. um but yeah I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to it i'm quite nervous at you I don't know it almost feels a bit like a derby game um because of the just because of the hugeness of the event of Wilder coming back if you know what I mean and I think the fact that it's a night game makes it bigger as well. Mm. It's a, I mean it's it's
0: a massively important game whichever way you look at it. Forget yeah. Wilder forget any uh, um oh Middlesbrough's not a not a Yorkshire derby exactly is it but no, um, no, no. but yeah it is just a, a massive game uh and I I think you said this like right at the start of the podcast you know point is really good for us like keep Keep that, you know, just a, a small gap between them. Uh, you get through another game where we're having to piece together a team. So yeah. definitely so happy with that
1: I think it would, might have been Benjamin Bloom, actually, put up a, a, a table of if we replicate the results of the teams we've got left, you know, if, if you had the same results in the return fixture, we'd be fifth, like we'd finish fifth with like 77 points, which would easily be enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, take that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Jones is one to watch for them who's been playing right wing back yeah. in yeah. Jed Spencer's absence. Uh, he is... Poor top... old Norrin Davis. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Well, actually, yeah, and, uh, d- d- make sure I don't forget this. I want to talk about uh, Ben Osborne potentially playing here. Um, but yeah, just quickly on Jones. So he's top 10 in the championship for expected assists per night. It's not a million miles behind Morgan Gibbs-White if you want a... Uh, understanding of his creative output. And, um, yeah, top 10 for chances created per night as well. So he's doing a grand old job at right wing back. Um, And, yeah, Norrington Davies is probably going to have his hands full. Yeah, again, two tough games in a row. And this is why I'm not sure I would want to play Ben Osborne in this game, as good as he was. Yeah. that cameo I think think... that's
1: fair enough I get what you're saying with that yeah 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 yeah. I've I've changed my mind based on that (laughs) the last minute of you speaking I'm like yeah actually (laughs) I mean the
0: argument for it is Norton Davis has played a lot of football um, in recent weeks and had some quite difficult uh, opponents going at him Mm. Um, so maybe fresh legs is advantageous but uh, I think his de- his strength, Norton Davis is defending from what I've seen. Uh, I know he had a tough first half, but I thought he really, he, as he said, he did get to grips with um, with Spence in the second half, yeah. um, the other night. So, uh, if uh, it, you know fitness permitting and uh, yeah stamina permitting, I suppose I would I would roll with Norton Davis for this game. I think because yeah, right side a big threat for them, absolutely. Mm. But yeah, uh, you know Osborne, as you said, great cameo. Uh, maybe he plays a right-wing back if Baldock's not 100%. They
1: probably have to, wouldn't they? Yeah, he'll have to. I think Baldock will play. I think yeah. from Ekinbottom's interview, he was saying that he could have played on Friday, but he said he would have played if Basham would have been fit because they would have had a backup, basically, if he'd have got injured. But mm. they're having to be really, really careful. My guess is he'll play him.
0: Yeah, uh, I think you're probably right, yeah. But if not... um. Yeah, would you would you pick Osborne over Sareki if that was the straight choice? Yeah,
1: I point? would just based on that
0: performance. Yeah, I really would. I thought it were really really good. So yeah, yeah. and uh, yes, I uh, really that would be a really tough ask for Sareki. I think yeah. From no football at all in six months to, hey, welcome to the two biggest games of the season within yeah. four days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Good luck. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. This is what the thing with Sariki is. He's not just like playing a... He's not Peterborough at home. No offence to him. You know, <laughs> they're two of the best sides in the league. Like, So really difficult for him to come in last on uh, on Friday.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there we go, mate. I'm I'm really, uh, really pumped for tomorrow night, actually. I, like I said, I properly enjoyed... Um, the whole occasion, I suppose, against Forest and really made me realise what I'd been missing the last couple of years. So, same again. Uh, I mean, let's hope we just play better, you know, because we, as we've said numerous times on this, I didn't think we played well at all against Forest. It's just the spine of the team uh, and the organisation of the team is good enough to hang in these games. So, imagine what might happen if we actually play well and still defend well. So, Mm. yeah, let's hope we get back to something closer to... uh, West Brom at home, Swansea at home, obviously. That was a, a peak performance. Um any other changes to the team or anything notable about the lineup that you would no, like I'd to sleep, see?
1: No, I'd stick with the same. I thought Ben Davis did alright consider him. Um yeah. I, I think defensively he, he was sound. He was probably the best out of the three, actually. Well no, Robinson had a decent game to be fair, but I don't remember Davis making too many errors.
0: Yeah, I think maybe yeah, just like one pass that made me sort of go. <gasps> yeah <laughs> and take yeah, a yeah, breath, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe that's your, your wrong footed thing. I'd like I'd like that five of Berger, Norwood, Fleck, Gibbs, White, and Sharp to yeah. play every game now if they can. Yeah, I mean, they're not, yeah, yeah, they're not going to be able to.
1: But yeah, you could well, talk me into. What we've got, well, we've got uh, four games in two weeks coming up: Middlesbrough, Coventry, Blackpool, and Barnsley. Then two weeks off. Just lob them in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just give it. Give us that like final sort of, you know, and then get your rest in.
0: Yeah, and then we, I believe we then go to a bit more of a normal schedule, right? We stop having to play a game every five minutes.
1: Yeah, so then I think we play. Well, you say that because we've got the uh, Easter weekend coming up as well. Obviously, we play four games in. Uh, two games in four days, should I say. Carnage. Well, it'll be the end of the season soon. They can rest then. So. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you on about? Oh, yeah, sorry.
0: My <laughs> mistake. Uh, right, well, I think that's everything. Anything else you want to say about, uh, about Forest, about Borough, about Chris Wilder? Anything at all?
1: No, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll save my uh, thoughts for after. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, isn't it?
0: The, it is, the, it is. It's going to be very weird. Uh, I guess it'll be... Sort of emotional. Um, it's a situation I didn't want to face this season. No, um, I think yeah, you know, putting putting a bow on this conversation, I really am not ready to see Chris Wilder managing another team. And a suit one
1: as well, judging by his normal or he has been wearing. So, mm. um, yeah, we can slag his suit off at least. <laughs>
0: I think I think he'll get some good natured stick. I think anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think South Stand swearing section are going to. Uh, Give him some choice words, I think, and I imagine he will uh, take it in in his stride. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I don't know, I, complicated emotions. I'm sort of looking forward to him being there, I guess, but also mm. dreading it. I, I, it's only right now, as we've been talking, that I'm like, actually, I don't know. Let's let's get this over
1: with. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly that. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. Um, yeah. I, I've never felt like that when a returning manager's been there before, so.
0: Yeah, I've I've either had like a bit of sort of grudging respect or total dislike, I suppose, of an ex manager, mm. or or total meh, like who even are you at this point? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. This guy's a, a modern legend of Sheffield United, or you know, a, a total legend. Like, forget the caveat of modern. And, yeah, uh,
1: completely. I'm looking actually. At the laptop I'm using now, I've got a sticker of him on it. Um, oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. But I've, I've also got you? one of Simon Tracy as well. So it's like because he ran you over once. He did try and run around. me over once. Yeah, you <laughs> uh, says not Simon Tracy, nineteen eighty eight to two thousand and three. He's from Den Blades actually. It's as if mm. uh, as if that's how when he lived. <laughs> it's a five-year-old goalkeeper
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, right mate what, what have you got a plug just finish off
1: Uh view from Forest is up a bit late obviously due to Elvino flowing on uh, on Saturday and then um, I'll have Middleborough up tonight and believe it or not we are actually going to release the Madeley podcast today so oh. yeah it's been years in the... I said to Liam it's, it's been more eagerly anticipated than Duke Newcombe 2 <laughs> Duke Nukem, <Duke> Nukem, <laughs> uh, <Duke> Nukem <laughs> weren't it the, the... Uh,
0: Duke Nukem. And it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty long in the in Yeah,
1: the release, I think. everyone's been waiting for it for ages, and uh, yeah, it'll be coming out today. I am reliably insured. Excellent stuff, uh, yeah. Insured. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we'll. We're, our new series is back. We're recording the new series on Saturday, so uh, yeah, so we'll be more prolific anyway.
0: Do, you, able, do you want to tease what the, the first episode's going to be? It's
1: going to be our favourite theme tunes. Oh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And we're gonna try and dig into it a little bit of like sort of who wrote him and, mm.
0: and why. <laughs> <laughs> and why. yeah Nice. Well that is Living with Maidley. Check out all the views from opposition fans at Roy'sViewfrom.com. Follow yourself obviously at Panchero on Twitter and me at Blades Pod. And uh yeah, we're we're all done, mate. We um well I will see you and uh and Eggie in the in the boozer tomorrow night.
1: Yes, yes, Looking forward to later. Uh... Yeah, hopefully I feel like I said a bit of a two-day angle of flying around today, but I will have to find space for a beer I think before the match tomorrow. So yeah,
0: well, you've, you've soldiered through this podcast very admirably. So uh, <laughs> great job by you, and uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for fitting this one in. I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow, man. Yeah, see
1: you, tomorrow, dude. Yeah, start again. See you tomorrow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot. See you later. Excellent. <laughs> Hello again, BladesPod
0: listeners. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And thank you also to NordPass, the leading password manager who kindly support this podcast. NordPass is brought to you by the cybersecurity experts who built NordVPN, another friend of the podcast, of course, who you will have heard earlier and uh, are used by more than 14 million people worldwide to get added security and speed when using the old internet there. Uh, NordPass is everything I need in a password manager, keeps all my passwords in one place, it's accessible with just a single master password, means that's the only thing I need to remember, and they can generate ultra-secure new passwords with just a single click. Their autofill feature also helps me log in instantly to whatever site or account I'm using without having to rack my brains for whatever details I came up with months or years before when I created that account. And NordPass are offering a great deal to BlazePod listeners this month. You can get 52% off NordPass if you sign up at nordpass.com slash BladesPod, or just use the code BladesPod on sign-up. That's 52% off a two-year plan, plus one month absolutely free. Head to nordpass.com slash BladesPod now and boost your own online security. Thank you once again for listening and downloading BladesPod. We'll be back after the next game.